0: Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality, I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about The Voice of the Geese. I was walking in the woods at dusk when I heard the syncopated honking of wild geese. As their voices grew louder, I searched overhead, hoping to glimpse them through the trees. And suddenly, there they were, flying in their undulating V formation and singing their flying song, heading south. Their pale bodies were glowing coppery orange, reflecting the rays of the setting sun, making them emblems of the end of summer. But since geese are harbingers of the change of seasons, I knew I would hear them again when they returned in the spring. These were Canada geese, the most common species in the Northeast. At up to 14 pounds and with a wingspan of five to six feet, these are the largest North American waterfowl. The presence of geese in the landscape is a good sign, for it is an indicator of the health of wetland habitats, which are important to the well-being of the entire ecosystem. Geese have been domesticated for at least 4,000 years. Our ancestors valued these large birds for their meat and fat, as well as for their down feathers, which were used in clothing and bedding. But it is the voices of geese that seem to have captured the imagination of the ancients, and it was the voices of geese that enthroned this particular bird in the mythology of so many cultures." In the Algonquin language, for example, the snow goose, another large waterfowl of northern regions, was called nika. According to Algonquin ethnographer Ethan Pritchard, the word nikamo came to mean to speak wild goose or to sing. A song was called the language of the geese, equating humans' attempts at singing with the euphonious voices of geese. The goose and her song had a presence in European lore as well. The Roman philosopher Ovid wrote that the goose was wiser than the dog because her voice and her aggressive, protective nature made her a more valuable guardian of the home. Historically, the goose was credited with warning of hostile invaders. This quality made the goose sacred to Juno, the Roman mother goddess who protected her people, and to Hera the Greek mother goddess, whose voice manifested watchfulness. Throughout Indo-European culture, it was held that the mother goose used her voice to create the universe. And so it was the goose's loud, incessant voice that came to represent the goddess's creative power of speech. In ancient Egypt, for example, the mother goddess Hathor was sometimes called the Nile Goose and the Great Chatterer whose voice spoke the world into existence. In Greece, the goose was the avatar of Plytho, the goddess of eloquence. And in Norse mythology, the goose was called the breath bird, a manifestation of the wind, and thus of divine speech. In China and Japan, the voice of the goose was believed to be the bearer of good news. Not only did the goose represent the powers of creation with her voice, but as we find in many folk tales, she was also the goose that laid the golden egg, making her body an agent of creation as well as her voice. The egg is a universal symbol of the per- perpetuity of life, and the golden egg represented the sun, whose dawn rising signaled the daily recreation of life. Many fertility goddesses were depicted riding on geese, which helps explain our own figure, Mother Goose. Her old rhyme goes, Old Mother Goose, when she wanted to wander, would fly through the air on the back of a gander, suggesting sexual union, and the resultant, creation. Old Mother Goose was the old breath bird, both creatrix and keeper of spoken wisdom now in the form of folklore and fairy tales. And so for now, farewell to the wild geese as they head south, following the sun, and pulling the summer behind them in their loud singing wake. May we, in their absence, continue to sing our own songs of wisdom and creation. Blessed be,